Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all new episode of Geek Vibes Live interview. Uh, we have a very special uh, episode, or interview rather, let me not say episode, for you guys today. Um, I am joined by my co-host, Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's up, Juwan? I'm super ready to interview our special guest for today. You excited? I'm excited. Yes, I am. A lot of questions asked this gentleman. A lot of questions. I'm waiting for him to call in so I can give my introduction uh, nice. And then go into the questioning. So until he calls in, I'm just going to chat your ear off, Joel. Um, That's all good. That's uh, what I'm here for, Joel. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, we do know, before we say who our guest is, we do know our guest has done a lot of work with Marvel, specifically the two Guardian films. Uh, right. How, how, much, how much did you like the first two Guardians of the Galaxy, Joel? Well, I was a huge fan of both Guardians 1 and 2. Uh, two of the more entertaining and, like, just out of nowhere, especially the first movie, because you never expected that movie to be as good as it was. How, how you got a talking raccoon and a talking, uh, semi-talking <laughs> tree, so, and you pull it off the way they did, you got to give them a lot of credit. And I, it, it's just amazing what they've been able to do and how popular they, they've become. Uh, it's just, and I've never, I didn't grow up with these characters. I didn't have the emotional connection I have with like most of the other Marvel characters. So it was like a fresh take with new characters. So it was really nice to see. Yeah, I was, I was a huge fan, and I'll, I'll be super honest. Um, I knew very little about the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, right. before seeing that movie, and mm-hmm. it was really good to see a bunch of characters I had no idea about. Um, interact and then fall in love with that that cast of characters. I'd even go as far as to say um, I didn't know anything about Chris Pratt prior to that movie. Um, I I know he was... (laughs) See, I I was just about to say, I knew a lot of people knew about that show. I actually never watched that show. show. Uh, Not that I didn't didn't enjoy it or anything. I just... I I think The Office was on around (laughs) around that time, so it was just like I went with The Office. All right, it looks like we have him on. All right, so let me get into my introduction before we uh, bring him on. Our guest tonight is an actor and writer best known for his work on Gilmore Girls and Guardians of the Galaxy movies 1 and 2 with 3 on the way. Ladies and gentlemen, the very talented Mr. Sean Gunn. Hello. How are you? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing quite well, actually. Very good Calling to hear. Calling from Very here in, uh, in California. Nice. How is it out there? Uh, it's a pretty nice day. It's a little – people freak out when it gets below um, 70 degrees out here. But uh, it's uh, – so it's a little bit of a cold spell because we've actually been <laughs> dipping into the, 50, into the 50s. But, um, but we're all uh, – I think we're all going to make it through. Please send your thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. Yeah, we, um, un- I won't say unfortunately, but me and my co-host Joel are in New Jersey where the weather changes uh, by the yes. hour. So, you know, it's, yes. 
it's uh we 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 can't say it's as beautiful as uh California usually is. Never is. It's never okay. is. <laughs> it's okay here. No. Is that is that breaking news that New Jersey is not as beautiful as California? <laughs> <laughs> to some, yes, to some, to, to people who have for never, anybody that uh, was wondering, New Jersey. Yeah, for anyone who was wondering, uh, who's who's thinking about visiting New Jersey, just breaking news to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, without further ado, just so you know, um, I will be asking you a few questions, and then my co-host Joel will be asking you a few questions. We won't ask them at the same time, so we don't confuse you at all. Um, <laughs> So I will start off um, with the huge success that Marvel and every everything that they've been doing has been, uh, you know, all the success and the, the accolades and stuff that they've been given. I wanted to ask you, how amazed were you by the success of the two Guardian uh, of the Galaxy movies, knowing that those are some of the characters that aren't as uh, fleshed out as, like, the Captain America or the Spider-Mans? How uh, how impressed were you with uh, the level of success those first two movies got? Well, you know, the funny thing from, for me is that uh, if I'm being really honest, I think I might have been less surprised by the, by the success of the Guardians movies than just about anybody else out there. And the, re- the reason for that is that, that I've known my brother my whole life, you know, and I and I had never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy, but what I had heard was that he was going to be, um, you know, directing that he was going to be helming the the movie. And then I read the script, so I knew how good it was. I didn't I didn't think that it was, you know, as an actor, you don't really think about it's just going to be a massive. But I I, I, I don't know. I, I never really I never really wanted to compare it to Iron Man or Captain America or any of the other. Marvel movies. I just didn't really know about that. But what I did know was that the script was really good, that it had really smart people, not only on the creative side, but on the business side. And, uh, and then I knew that my brother um, was, was really sort of built for this, that he, he's been working his whole career and his whole life to make, you know, to, to, to make a story like this and to, and to deliver it to the world. So I went in thinking, you know what? I think this is going to go pretty well. Um, you know, I didn't, and the stakes were low for me. You know, he his his career could have been ruined if the movie's terrible. You know, or or Chris Pratt's career could have been really hurt. You know, with the movie, if uh, you know, he he, my brother always says if if it was Leonard Part Six, you know, um, <laughs> that uh, that that things. Things would have looked a lot different for me. The stakes were very low. If I if the movie's not good, I just move on to the next project. But I did. I really did have a strong feeling that it was going to be good, and at the very least, find an audience for it, whether or not that was a you know a huge audience or medium sized audience. See, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, and I, I hate the, the the terminology of it, but a lot of people would say Marvel took a risk with Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't I don't see mm-hmm. it that way. I see it as Kevin Feige is a, seems like, let me not say is, I've never met the guy, but seems like he he has everything planned out and he's very thorough on who he picks to lead these certain franchises. So if he had faith in James Gunn to bring us characters that majority of just regular moviegoers um you know weren't weren't uh you know knew very little about um I don't see that as him taking a risk. I see that as he liked what James Gunn brought to the table. And when the script was, you know, either when the idea was, was thrown towards him or the script was completed, Kevin Feige loved what he saw and loved the, you know, the, the image that James Gunn was giving of these characters. And I know when I first saw the trailer, um, I fell in love. I still didn't really know the characters as a geek. I went back and kind of saw, you know, read some comics. So I knew who these characters were. Um, but James Gunn brought something very new to the table that we didn't really have prior to that film. Um, so you being in that movie, can you kind of walk us through when you kind of first got that phone call, whether it was James telling you like, Hey, I have the script. I want you to read it. Or when he told you he wanted you in the movie. Um, it was, for me, it was, it was a, you know, it was kind of a, it, it was a multi, 
phased process, starting with just an announcement to me and to the rest of the family that he had gotten this job. You know, he, he, uh, and, and at that time, all I had seen was like one, one piece of concept art of the, of the main characters that were going to be in the, in the guardians movie. And it was just an email to our family saying, Hey, I want you guys to know that I got this, I got this amazing job. I'm going to be directing this, uh, this big movie. It's a Marvel movie. It's weird characters. And, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a essentially a space opera, which I love and which I've always wanted to make in my career. And it's an, you know, a great budget and, and it's going to be a great job. Um, and that was like quite some time before anything started. That was before, you know, and, and there was another script at that point that, that ended up changing a great deal. And, you know, it was before they hired anybody or went into production. Um, at some point I spoke to him cause I, I've, I've worked with him a lot in my career when, when we can. And at some point he told me, you know, it, it looks like I'm going to, I'm going to have uh, a small role for you in the movie. I'm not sure yet. You still have to be okayed by Disney. Um, but, uh, but it's, you know, and he even told me then he's like, it's sort of the, the first mate of, um, of this, this character named Yondu um, that I, and I think he even told me when he first told me about it, um, you know, this character that I'm hoping that Rooker plays, I don't know if, you know, and he didn't, he didn't know at that point, we've been friends with Rooker for, for, for years already at that point. Um, but, but yeah, even Rooker wasn't involved for sure. But he said, yeah, I want you to pull, I want, I'm, I think I can get you in for this small role. And I think, um, and I, uh, and then he also said probably the second time we spoke about it. Um, and I may be asking you to do some additional stuff with the CGI characters. And I'm not sure what that'll entail. And, and when I, when we get closer to it, I'll tell you more, I'll tell you more about it. Um, and then at some point as it got closer, he kind of kept saying, you know, I'm pretty sure I've got this small role for you. I don't really know yet if it means that, and, and you know, and they were shooting in England. He's like, I don't really know yet if that means you'll be there for two or three weeks or you'll, you'll be there for the whole time. I don't really know. Um, he just didn't know much. And then it wasn't until, and, and he also kind of kept saying, yeah, maybe we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with these CGI characters, blah, blah, blah. And then it wasn't really until about a week before I had to leave for, for England that he called me and he said, okay, here's the deal. Uh, we want you to play this role, this character name, whose name is Craglin, um, but also we would like you to, to uh, uh, I would like you to play, um, to, to, uh, to help us in the creation of, of how we're going to do Rocket Raccoon. Um, I need a, a real actor to play that role on set. I don't want a, an AD doing it. So, um, you know, eventually we're going to have uh, a bigger name to, to voice the character. And we're currently in, you know, in, uh, in auditions for that or in, you know, or in talks for that. They weren't sure, but for the time being, we're going to start shooting and I want an actor that I trust to do that. Um, and, uh, and so I didn't see the script until, um, until right around then it all happened pretty fast once it, once it started to happen. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it was all pretty kind of a crazy thing. And I didn't know at that point, like we didn't know what that was even going to mean with me as rocket. Like that was just not, we, we, we hadn't figured it out yet. You know, we didn't do that until I arrived, you know, so, on the scene. so how, how difficult was it playing both your, <clears throat> you know, your character and doing the, the, the motion work, like, what, were, were there some days where you were just like, man, I wish I could just do one or the other? Or was it just so much fun being able to do anything, um, you know, on, uh, you know, to work with that film? Or were there some challenging days to where you were just like, geez, I need a break, but I can't because I got to, I just finished this. Now I got to go do this. Yeah. Well, honestly, the really challenging days weren't until the second movie um, because they actually have scenes together. The first movie 
um, you know, was a ton of work, but it was mostly a ton of work as Rocket. Um, and, uh, and the, the, you know, Craglin's world was smaller and Craglin's kind of like texture in that first movie. Um, and we didn't really know who that character was either. We, we kind of played around with Craglin. He was a little bit more of a maniac when we, as we shot it originally. Um, and then in, and then in, but then we also did some other kind of stuff on set and it wasn't really anything until the editing process that they sort of shaped who Craglin was. And I got to have a better sense of who that character was. Um, but to answer your question, it really wasn't until um, Guardians 2 that I had some really tricky days on set where I was playing um, playing both characters at the same time. Uh, and And that was just something, you know, I mean, good acting is really just such a major portion of it is preparation and focus. So th- those, those days I just had to be doubly prepared and, and, and have as, you know, whatever my maximum amount of focus I can have um, to be able to sort of see the scene separately from each character's uh, from each character's point of view. Um, and the stakes are always a little bit lower for rocket because if they don't like what I, what I do, they can change it, you know, um, <laughs> they can change the, you know, obviously, you know, um, Bradley Cooper does his own thing with the, with, with the voice. And then in terms of like the physicality of the character, they use what the animators use, what I do as a jumping off point, but they can always, um, you know, adjust that as they want to. Yeah, no, and honestly, it was, it's it's a lot of fun, just the whole character Rocket. But as I was, you know, doing the research before the interview, that was something I honestly didn't know that you did. Um, so I was just like, "Geez, oh, wow. the guy has the act and <laughs> the, the motion for it." And I was listening to one of your interviews, and you were kind of going through, uh, you know, how you had to kind of get down to the, the the level of where Rocket would be, and and things like that. And it's just like, man, I can only imagine how, uh, you know maybe a, a usual day to where, you know, on set your character, you know, when you're going through your lines for your character, maybe that's like a few hours in a day and then you might be done for that day. Now you can't do that. No, because now you have to get ready to do <laughs> everything for yeah. Rocket. So I was just like, that's def- it, I, I guarantee, well, let me not say I guarantee. I'm pretty sure it was a lot of fun, but very hard. Um, it is. It, like you said, it, there are some human. scenes where you two are in the scene together. Mm-hmm. And it, it is. I mean, I'm I'm always grateful for it. I love working. Um, but yeah, it's particularly Rocket is a pretty is pretty demanding because it's physically demanding, and he's also just a it's a huge role. So there's a lot of hours on set, and I've now done that. You know, so I just finished doing Rocket for the for the Avengers Infinity War movies. So I've now I've done four movies now playing Rocket on set, um, which is never something that I would have ever guessed would have happened for my career. I didn't see things going that direction, but uh, it's been pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it definitely uh, seems like it would be awesome. Speaking of in Infinity War, I want to ask you, that huge uh, photo that, you know, everyone that's been a part of Marvel uh, was in, that Mar- thankfully Mark Ruffalo kind of <laughs> let us know uh, that that was happening well before uh, it officially came out. Um huh. I wanted to ask you who was someone because there was a lot of people there. <laughs> who was someone yeah. in that whole experience that you saw that you had been dying to see uh, or meet rather um, since joining the the Marvel Universe? Oh gosh, um, that's that's a good question. I had I kind of can't say who, but I had already met a number of them already. Um, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's pretty It's, it's, I guess the, the main ones that stick out are probably, um, you know, Jeff Goldblum and, and, uh, you know, Michael Douglas. I mean, those guys are legends. Um, but I was more sort of flattered to be, um, you know, just, just to be asked to do it, you know? So, so less than like geeking out on the people that were there, I was kind of geeking out on the idea that they had invited me to be a member of that club, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and it's a great, it's a really great family to be a part of, and and I, I I I mean that sincerely. I know that the that it's it's sort of so unwieldy now. There's so many people involved, and now it's like you know, gosh, it's like how, how many, you know. How, the number of, of huge actors that are in Infinity War just goes on and on and on and on. The list never stops. And um, and so, but it's they're they're pros and they're and they're all. I mean, it's 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 a hell of a thing. I, I don't I, I don't think I can quite process it right now because I'm inside of it. But maybe as the years go on, I'll realize a little bit more what a special thing it is to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was so it was so just epic to see how many people uh from the start of the MCU to to now have joined that Marvel uh cinematic universe family. And you know, I've photoshopped myself in that photo at least 6 times. Uh but it's just such a huge <laughs> culmination of of everything just coming together. Um so my last Infinity War question because I do know you cannot tell me pretty much anything, so I'm not one of those those interviewers who's just gonna keep asking you a <laughs> billion questions about the about the movie. I won't be that guy. I will just ask you one that I'm pretty sure you can answer. Um, what can we expect from Infinity War? Um. Well, I I I, I don't know if this is a surprise, but I mean it's. I think you can just expect it to be as massive as you are imagining that it, that it should be. I mean, there really are, you know, however many characters you're hoping appear, there's probably more, even more, um, you know, and uh, <laughs> however, however much you, you, you're hoping that it's, that the, the story is sort of expansive and, and inclusive it's it's probably even more i mean it's really it's it's really cool um i'm i'm incredibly excited to see it just as a fan and there's whole, huge portions of the script that i haven't even seen like there's whole whole portions of it that cuz cuz they they keep a very tight they keep a very tight lid on what's going on even even from some of the other actors that are in it you know um so it's uh, it's gonna be rad. Yeah, I, I feel like they they keep some of the script uh, a secret because of Tom Holland and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I always <laughs> said, uh, you know, you know the saying when someone's like, if you want to get information out of me, it'll take a drink. I, I don't think it takes a drink for Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland <laughs> to get so excited that they that they forget that we we aren't privy to this information yet, and then they're just they're just talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think their jobs. Are, I think their jo- I, feel, I feel like their jobs are probably more secure than mine are. So I gotta, I gotta keep a tighter lip than they do. <laughs> and that's why I said, listen, you know what? I'm not just gonna bombard you with Infinity War questions. I know you can, you can barely tell us anything, um, but I had to ask something. Uh, the fan base sure. would go crazy if I didn't ask you anything about Infinity War. Um, but let's go more into what um, you can kind of talk to us about. Um, we've heard numerous stories from Robert Downey Jr., even some of the guys on the D.C. side. Everyone always says when they leave set, they love to take. Is there anything <laughs> from uh, the set? I won't I won't ask you that you took because I know sometimes that gets people in trouble. Were there anything from set that you were able to keep? I'll say it like that. <laughs> you know what, man? I did not take anything. I don't. It goes back to what I just said about maybe I feel less job security than some of the the people with uh, more established careers than I have. But um, I'd be terrified, you know. Um, the guy who uh, who heads Marvel security, he's he's a tough customer, and uh, I would be afraid that all of a sudden he'd be knocking at my he'd be knocking at my door if I walked home with anything. So, you know, other than like my chair back that has my name on it. Um, I don't think I've taken anything. Also, they're pretty good about giving us, you know, giving us little stuff. Like I got a bunch of, you know, I have a bunch of hats and and stuff like that. So I've tried to just be content with that. Yeah, we actually had um, Cheo Hadari Choker, who um, 
is one of the writers for Luke Cage. He also said that uh, that head of Marvel security is, is no joke. Um, we, we were asking him some, <laughs> some pretty uh, spoiler kind of questions, and he was just like, nah, one, there's not much I can say because I'm afraid someone from Marvel is going to come take me out. And he was saying how um, the security over there is definitely uh, top-notch. It is, it is not something to, to toy around with. So that's why I said, let me yeah, make sure true. I'm wording this. Let me make sure I'm wording it's hardcore. this properly. There, there are and not stories saying, of, uh, you know, um, there's stories of, like, uh, background artists and stuff who who will, uh, you know, maybe maybe – um, you know, text some like just really small photo of them, you know, in their makeup or backstage or something like that. And like security's right on top of them. Like they know right away when they do it and they're, <laughs> they're gone forever. So it's pretty amazing. <laughs> that's why, see, that's why I always say like when you see set photos or, or things like that, I always say, I think Marvel just lets us see those set photos. One, because they're not finished. Two, because you don't understand the context of the photos. Um, because the security over there, I doubt lets photographers near anything. Um, and I'm pretty sure that if a photographer did get something, the spidey sense of some security over there would go off and, and make sure that that photo or video or whatever doesn't get out there. Marvel is very, very, very uh, careful in making sure nothing spoilery gets out about anything they're working on. Uh, it it right. seems like a, a guy, very... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 I was going to say, I heard a guy, um, I think I think somebody, like one of the, I think it was on the on Guardians too, but that like, or, or maybe it was one of the other movies, but that somebody tweeted a photo of him, himself holding up a copy of his non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you're just like that guy has to get a Duncan award. That's gotta be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But he was I think he was fired an awful lot within minutes, you know. Yeah, I, I would be I would be shocked that it wasn't within seconds. Uh yeah, yeah that just right. doesn't make the most sense. That doesn't make the most sense. If if right. you're able to work for Marvel, it's one of those things where it's like just be really happy to work for them and that you know the information. You know, you don't have to necessarily give it to the world. The world will see right. it when it comes out. Um, right. But to to move off of Infinity War and to talk more um, about Guardians, um, I just have two more questions for you before I pass it to Joel. Um, two things I wanted to ask you. One, will we be seeing – will we – I'm sorry, I can't talk. Will we be seeing your character return in Guardians 3? You know, I mean – I, 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 I can't I can't conf- I, I can't officially confirm that because for a number of reasons. I mean not the least okay. of which is that not the least of which is that yeah, there's a there's an outline of the script but it's not done. So like you don't like anything can change, who knows? It could be, you know, maybe uh maybe next week some of the 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 creative uh the creative force and my brother will sit down and say, Oh, maybe the story should go in this direction instead. And they'll end up cutting everything that might, you know, you, you, you can't ever know for sure. So I don't, I, I can't even confirm that I'll be part of the movie, but I, but I mean, I, I would say that the chances are very, very good that I will be, that I will be involved in the third film. Um, I'm definitely uh, excited for anything that they, that they throw my way. Absolutely. So as far as you know, and I don't think that this is uh, getting into anything that's, <clears throat> that's uh, bad for you or anything. If it is, then tell me and we'll move right on. Um, yeah, sure. But so from what you're saying, nothing is, is completed yet as far as a script for Guardians 3. It's something that's still being worked on. Yeah, my understanding is that right now um, that, the, that the outline for the the, 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 you know, the kind of major document that the script is based off of, I believe is basically finished. Um, and so the, 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 the script itself is, is probably in the process of being, of, of being written by my brother. Um, okay. And I know this cause I talked to him, talked to him about it the other day. So the, the process is moving along. I mean, there's a lot of, 
he knows a lot of the story and he knows a lot of where it's going, but I don't really know that stuff yet. And frankly, I don't really ask, you know, it's like, it's, it's, I'm very respectful of the creative process. Um, and my, my questions or even my comments or what, you know, whatever I think about where the story should go is not really very important. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, much, much like Craglin I, as an actor, I'm a soldier, you know? And so like my job is to, is to take the script when it's finished and then try to interpret that script. But until it's finished, you know, they got to do whatever they got to do to make the story right. They're not, they're not concerned with how big Craglin's role is. They're concerned with the, you know, the story being the best story it can be. Yeah, no, I, I <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. I completely understand that. Um, oh, sure. Hopefully we get some, some more information. Uh, at least I'd say maybe the month after Infinity War comes out, hopefully we get more of a clear idea on not only when it comes out, but, you know, maybe a little bit of the details surrounding the, uh, the movie. Um, yeah, well, I actually question... know also oh, God, I'm sorry. The, the, the Guardians are, the Guardians are in Infinity War, so there'll be a whole lot of, there'll be a whole lot more questions about what the, you know, about what happens in the Infinity War and how that's going to affect any of the rest of the MCU going forward after you see that movie. Absolutely. The, the scale looks like the largest it's, it's, it's ever been. Um, and it's going to yeah. be so much fun to see uh, where where these movies go um, uh, after Infinity War and, and how it reshapes the, uh, the universe totally. All right, my last two questions. I know I said two before, but these are literally my last two questions. Um, okay. as, a, as a huge fan of the Belko experiment, how much fun was it uh, being part of that movie? And is there any possibility we could get a part two, obviously not stemming from the characters in that movie, but just a part <laughs> two on maybe um, it happening again in another scenario? Um, well, to answer the first question, that's probably the most fun I've ever had working on on any project in my career. Um you know, it was such a, it was such an amazing group of actors on Belco, um, many of whom were friends of mine and had been friends of mine for many years. Um, people that my brother and I have known and who we trusted and respected. And then the new people that we didn't know were, were amazing. You know, um, I couldn't say enough good things about uh, Tony Goldwyn and, and John Gallagher Jr. and and Audrey Arjona and and um, John C. McKinley is like, you know, I'd take a bullet for. Um, and I, uh, <laughs> and so it it was like the, it was such an amazing group of actors and they're actors actors too. And by that I mean they're people who really, you know, they're they're really people who really kind of get into the craft and who and who are hard workers and and are lifers, you know. Um, people who have strong theater backgrounds and people, who, you know, really just like a bunch of amazing actors. And we were in Bogota, Colombia for six weeks and we just had a blast, you know, um, it is, it is absolutely the most fun I can imagine, which is funny because you juxtapose that with the, with how violent the movie is and how much blood and, you know, how kind of <laughs> awful some of the scenes are. And I guarantee you that it was probably the hardest I've ever laughed on a movie set. Um, but uh, as far as there being another one, all I can tell you is I doubt it. I I, I I wish I could give you better news, but I don't. I don't know. The movie the movie did uh, did did pretty okay, but it wasn't like a you know it wasn't like a runaway hit. So I, I just I can't imagine. But who knows? You never know. Well, I will say that is very sad news because I personally love that movie. Um, I, I was just. As I was watching with my dad a, a few days ago, I was just telling him, I was like, they have to do, like, another one. And he was like, how? Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. He was like, everyone pretty much all, all dies. And I was like, one guy survives? And I was like, maybe there, there might be a situation to where, you know, maybe someone else is, is you know, pulling the strings behind everything. Maybe there's some. But the, I really wanted another one of those. I loved it. I thought the writing was great. I thought the acting was, was even better. And I just loved the way that everything played out. And it was just one of those things where it was just like you never really saw anything coming, whether it was how certain people died 
or where the story was going uh, once all of the, yeah. the the major characters started to drop like dominoes. Um, but hopefully, you know, I, we'll put it out in the Geek Vibes Nation. Maybe huge uh, rental sales or, 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 you know, downloads from iTunes or something might, you know, get the studios to go, yeah. you know what, all right, let's, let's do something else with, with Belko Experiment because it deserves you another, never know. at least another one. It's worth you never know. <laughs> it's worth <laughs> a shot. All right, I have personally talked your ear off enough. Um, let me pass it to Joel before I come up with another two questions for you. Uh, no worries. Joel, Joel uh, take it away, buddy. Uh, I will do that. Uh, uh, hi, Sean. How you doing? How's it going, man? Yeah, it's a pleasure talking to you, man. Uh, huge fan. Huge fan. Um, Thank you. I have a couple questions for you. I didn't want to hold you for too long. I know uh, Joanne has been talking to your house for the last 40 hmm. some odd minutes. <laughs> so, um, right. to spin back to Guardians, um, what did you love most about playing Craglin himself? Um... You know, I think that um, that that once I sort of cracked the code on on who Craglin is, um, I I I really had a, a a a ton of respect for who who that guy is. You know, I mean, he he's as I said, he's kind of texture in the first movie, but by the second movie, he gets an arc, and the arc is the one is is that of um, you know, it's like it's like the biblical story of the prodigal son. Quill is the prodigal son who, who, who return, who leaves and, and it's, and remains the favorite of the father, even though he leaves. Um, and Craglin is the one who stays and who, who sort of is loyal, you know? And so he's very hurt by that. Um, and, and so I, I, I think that, um, now, obviously, when push comes to shove, Craiglin does the right thing, and he comes back into the fold. But I think this idea of of Craiglin being being a loyal soldier to the end um, is something that um, that that I really uh, appreciated getting inside. You know, a lot of the, a lot of I remember getting having interviews after the first movie where people would talk about about like what it was like to play a bad guy. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not a bad guy. You know, like I don't think of Craglin as a bad guy. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I didn't, and right. maybe people saw, saw him as that after the first movie, but, but I definitely didn't. And then I, and then, you know, in the second movie, I think it's very clear that he's, he's, he's far from being a bad guy. Um, and my brother and I have actually sat down and talked a little bit about Craglin's backstory and sort of more specifically what, you know, and, and these aren't things that are really in the, they're not really in the lore, but they're things that he and I talked about to sort of help the character, um, help the character move forward. And, uh, and I, I, I just, I really love the character and that's, that's kind of my process too, in general. I, t- I tend to try to find what I can love. Even if he was a bad guy, you got to find a way in so that the character feels like, feels like home to you when you're playing them, you know? Um, exactly. And now I can't wait to, to roll my sleeves up and, you know, like I said, hopefully uh, do it again in another movie. Well, we had a really good time with Craglin, especially in that second movie. You had a lot more meat to work with. It gave you a lot more mm-hmm. screen time. And it was, you were, it was really fun to, to see you out there throughout most of the movie. And one of the better parts of the movie, in my opinion. Um, so hopefully we do get more of Craglin in the future, maybe a bigger arc. We'll see. It'd be cool, though. I hope so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> how how fun is it, like, working with your brother in the movie? How how's that? How, how does that work out? Because you guys work together, obviously, a lot. So I'm curious, how's that dynamic? Well, it helps that he's good at his job. Um, True. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, um, my bro, I Yes, he's my brother. So we've been, I've, I've, you know, known him my whole life and we've been working together in various capacities um, forever, you know, it seems to me. And, uh, and so the, the idea of like, you know, loving my brother and being proud of him is great. But also in a lot of ways, what I love most about working with my brother is that 
he's incredibly prepared and he's a great director. And so it's like, we're, we're very much, we, I think each one of us takes a, a tremendous amount of pride in being, in really being pros. I mean, on, on being professionals, you know, on, right. on set. And it's like, it's like, yeah, we laugh around and yeah, we have a shorthand for, for talking that other, other people don't, you know, he can get me to where I'm going probably faster than just about any, than he can with any actor or than any director that I've worked with, you know, we can, we can, we can cause we communicate so well. Um, but mostly I just, it's like, it's, it's, it's always great to work with somebody who knows, who knows exactly what he wants and, and, and who knows what he's doing. You know, um, I've had a lot of, uh, I've been very fortunate with that in my career with both, with both my brother and, and the guardians movies and, uh, and then also Amy Sherman Palladino, one of a character on Gilmore Girls for years, of having these, these right. sort of creators, these creators at the top of the of, of the you know of the pecking order who are who are who who the vision for the whole thing comes from them, and they're just like sort of masters of their craft. Um, so I've been very fortunate, but uh, but yeah, I mean it makes it the fact that he's my brother does make it that much more more special for sure. I bet it has to be cool to be able to have someone that you're so, so close with on set makes you feel more comfortable and you can be yourself more more so than in other places. So that's got to yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, were you ever were you a comic fan prior to getting like working with Marvel? Were you kind of a geek? Like we're geeks here, geek guys. <laughs> so yeah. you want to be curious? Were you geeks beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm not. I, I I didn't I didn't read a lot of comics. I would get I would I would get sort of through my my brother was the comic book guy. My brother James gotcha. was always way into comics and and knew everything about him. And so sometimes he'd tell me some things. And I remember when I, I was a kid, he would have boxes of comic books around. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I I always I always sort of had a healthy respect for for the idea of world building and that sort of like all of the lore that went into each individual character I always thought was fascinating, but I, I didn't read a lot of comics. I, um, I'm more of a, I, I wasn't that, you know, I always say everybody's a, everybody's a geek for something, but that wasn't, I wasn't right, really right, that true. Kind of geek. Yeah. Right. Not, not a comic geek. Everyone does it. You're right. Yeah. Geeks are everything nowadays. So mm-hmm. it have to be specifically comic books. <laughs> so, you did obviously the vocab for like a uh, rocket. Would you be interested in doing that type of work in the future? Like different type of uh, non-speaking roles, just doing motion capture stuff like that. That's a good question. I mean, I think I, um, right now it's, it's hard to predict what direction my career is going. I think that yeah. I would, um, I'm, I'm totally open to doing more of that kind of work. And now that I've done it, I feel like I, I have, I definitely have a wealth of experience that, that other people don't have. Um, I think, I, I think moving forward with the next, if I were to do another character, that's a CG character, I would, uh, mm-hmm. I would probably want it to be my voice going forward, you know, smart. Yeah. Um, right. But, uh, but so I think right now I'm open to it and I'm sort of looking at what the opportunity, cause there's going to be a lot, you know, it's not like there's, it's not like those jobs are going anywhere there's only going to be more True. and more of those types of jobs in the industry moving forward. And then also with, with video games sort of expanding into these massive stories, there's like more work there for actors and things like that. So I, I, I would be, sure. I, I'd be pretty surprised if I don't revisit um, doing computer generated stuff again in the future, but I'm not sure when yet. That's true. That that's a good that's a good answer. <laughs> um, now that you brought it up, now I'm, I'm kind of down to my final question, but I really wanted to get down to it. Did Rocket ever meet Rocket? Did Sean Gunn ever meet Bradley Cooper, the voice of Rocket? <laughs> I met him once actually. I met him at the premiere of the first movie, and uh, he's a great guy. He's uh, I think he's great in the movies. Um, I really uh, respect and admire the work that he does. He was. Uh, he was very generous in, in interviews and things, mentioning the work that I did to sort of assist in the in the creation of char- of the character. Because that's really how I look at it: is that it takes a team of people 
to create that character. It's not, it's not just, you know, it's not just, Oh, so-and-so as rocket. It's like, you know, it's like there's, I, I do work. I consult with the the director, the visual effects team often will consult with me on almost every shot with what I'm doing and how I can help them animate the character later. I'm also trying there to help the other actors so that they have a sense for what the shape of the scene is. And they're dealing with an ensemble member. And then the, and then the, the character is fully fleshed out in the audio booth and the sort of the whole character is completed from Bradley's, um, from Bradley's work. So it's just a very, uh, I think it's a very 21st century way to create this sort of awesome, this sort of awesome little, uh, little character. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, no, I actually only met Brad one time. That's great. That's uh, awesome because you're right. The whole team dynamic. You're right. When it comes down to those motion capture characters, it comes. It, it does take a team. There are characters now. Take four or five people. They got a different voice guy. They got a motion guy. They got a, just a guy for the face. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a different type of world out there. <laughs> We're evolving. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we would have uh, Juwan, on on an Infinity War. There's there's scenes with you know multiple characters who have that are computer generated that have different methods of, of how they're of how they're generated, and so shooting those scenes are very can be very uh, laborious. I can imagine what that looks like in the back, like behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> it's right, gotta be right. crazy. Yeah. Oh, Juwan. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, no, uh, I'll, I'll, I got it. Thank you, Joel. Um, no, that sounds awesome. And now I'm starting to think about who those characters could be. But before I, I immediately <laughs> start asking you more Infinity War questions. Oh, we have um, an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have I know, that's just, I, I, I just, <laughs> I just like one little dash of something to get, to get you guys talking. But, I, of course, I'm not going to give up any more than that. Absolutely. We understand. <laughs> Would you say twenty? <laughs> uh, no is, is, is enough is enough to uh is enough to, to, to chew on uh from what you told us. Um before we let you go, is there any way we could get a drop from you? A draft? No, a, a drop. No, 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 not a draft. A no. drop, of course. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, guys. No problem. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Tell me, tell me what yeah. you want. Just, uh, just um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, just your name. Uh, you know what, what you're from, and you're now listening to Geek Vibes Live. You got it. I am Sean Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're listening to Geek Vibes Live. Perfect. perfect. That was perfect. That perfect. And I do want to just say, I would never ask you for the draft. Um, I know exactly like the last time we were able to ever have you on. Because you'd be like, I'm not, I'm not coming back on. These people ask me for ridiculous things. Um, no, it's all good. So I'm glad, we, I'm glad we got that squared off. Because exactly. I definitely guys, I'll come back that. after uh, – I'll have to come back after uh, Infinity War, and we'll, we'll, we'll chat when we can uh, chat a little more about about it. Absolutely, Definitely. absolutely. Is there anything that you would like to plug before before we let you go? Uh, well, gosh, I mean, that's the movie I've been, you know, we, we shot both those movies back to back. So that's what I've been working on for the last year. Um, and, and now, now I'm kind of looking for work. I have a couple of movies that I, I think I'm going to get started on pretty soon, but nothing to, nothing to name drop yet. Okay. Well, as, as those, <clears throat> those opportunities come in for you, let us know so we can have you on so we can uh, not only help, promote and plug uh your new project but so we can kind of get some information on it also you got it all right thank you again so much for joining us all right thanks for having me guys we'll talk later appreciate it thank you wow what an amazing guest joel that was amazing he was he was was that was great that was was awesome we got more information and than I expected from Infinity War. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. We did. And uh, for, for everyone listening that was saying, uh, you know, that, that I know is going to hit us with, how come you didn't ask him more? When you do things like this, what you don't want to do is ruin uh, re- 
relationships and me asking him for an hour and a half, nothing but infinity war questions is not only disrespectful to him because he's done more than just the infinity war stuff. Right. um, But it's a little offensive because it's like, all right, well, did you bring me on just to talk infinity war? So you always want to show the the respect of, we appreciate the work that you, you, you've done so far and we look forward to seeing the work that you do um, in the future. So, I asked him what I knew he could answer because uh, there's no need to ask someone something that you know you're going to get either I don't know or I can't say. Um, so he did give us, you know, a lot to chew on from what he was able to tell us, and uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I even thought it was a little uh, interesting that he couldn't tell us who uh, – he was being a little secretive when he was referring to um, who he met when he did the uh, the huge photo shoot. So. Right. If right. there's still some secrecy around secret? that, I'm really curious it's to see secret? what it is. Oh God! <laughs> excited. So I'm that's excited. that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but guys, uh, thank you again, Joel, for joining me uh, for, yeah, for no helping problem. me out on this. I know you're Anytime. extremely tired from your new move. So. You have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to let you get to your nicks and get some rest. Um, but to the audience. <laughs> Um, we do have Full Court Press this Wednesday. Uh, we do have yep. Wrestling Geeks Alliance this Thursday. Dane's going to be going over Elimination Chamber. And then we have Top Ten uh, this Saturday. We're going to be going over Greatest Anime Ever, the Top Ten Greatest Anime oh. Ever. Oh, don't, That's going to be a don't lot do of it fun. dirty. Don't do it dirty. <laughs> I, I promise I'm not going to listen to that show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, I promise. Um, and then we have the returning Geek Vibes Live this Sunday, where we'll be talking in more depth about some of the stuff that we discussed with Sean uh, this, this this interview tonight. So, guys, thank you yep. so much for joining us. Uh, Mr. Sean Gunn, thank you so much for being a part of it. And we will see you Definitely. guys, uh, was, it, was it Monday? Wednesday with Full Court Press with Nick, Definitely. Luke, Joel, and myself. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and have a good night. Good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.